0: Welcome to episode one of Just Talking Chit, a board gaming podcast. You are joined with your hosts, I am Frank, and I'm joined here with my co-host, Nick. Hello. How's it going? Um, This is episode one of a board game podcast where we talk anything and everything board games in a fun little banter kind of way, and hopefully provide some entertainment for the listeners.
1: It's a meaningful insight.
0: It is hot as shit in this room It really is. Yeah, so... I don't mind it being a little bit hotter. I think it kind of gets the juices flowing, but some people might call it stifling.
1: I think it is. Um, it's currently about 105 degrees outside and there's no air circulating in this room. So that's...
0: There is air circulating. I turned on the air conditioning and you can feel it as I we speak. I beg to differ. You can feel it as we speak. I don't feel anything. I have a fan in my room, but I absolutely hate fan I don't like air blowing on me. So if that means I have to be sitting in a hot room,
1: that's what it means.
0: I'm not turning on the fan. So why why is there a
1: fan in this room?
0: Aesthetics. So this is episode one of Just Talking Chit. We're going to kind of get into it. I have a topic for my co-host here. For those of you that haven't heard our episode zero, the format of these podcasts, we want to um, kind of alternate between um, Nick and I bouncing ideas off of each other. So in one episode, I'll probably bring up a topic to him, get his thoughts on it. And that'll be the main topic for the episode. And then the following week, following couple weeks, he'll come to me with the topic, and we'll kind of just go from there. We think that's gonna provide some raw, organic type of material and conversation, rather than having it kind of scripted and we have an idea of what we're talking about. So I am presenting today's topic to my host, Nicholas, um, and he has no idea what I'm talking about. So this is gonna be new for him. Are you excited?
1: I am, I'm looking forward to
0: it. Okay, so. Let's get right into it so i was reading this thread and i had read it a while ago because i had an issue with an online retailer and i just wanted to see if my experience was unique or if other people had complained about this retailer as well and i came across this interesting thread where people were kind of bickering back and forth and i wanted to get your thoughts on the stances that people took so um came across this thread and this is from maybe five or six years ago someone had ordered something from an online retailer. Now these were miniatures. So it wasn't specifically a board game, but this was a board game retailer. Okay. They ordered something and what they received was defective. They reached out to the retailer and the retailer said, contact the manufacturer. So they took to BoardGameGeek and they were kind of upset and they said, what the hell? Didn't even get an apology. This is ridiculous. What's going on here? Am I the only one that has experienced this? 90% 90% of the people in the comments came for this guy's head and said, yeah, this isn't Amazon or Walmart that treats their sellers like shit. You, you, this is what it is. You're going to be told to contact the, the manufacturer because a product was defective. Your issue is with them, not the retailer. Okay? Mm-hmm. So let me get your thoughts. If you order something online and it's defective, who bears the responsibility? Not just one, if, if your answer is more than one person, but who bears the responsibility of a defective product? Is it solely the manufacturer? Is it also the retailer? Is it only the retailer? Where does the responsibility lie? Because um, to give some context of some different possible takes. Actually, no. What are your thoughts on that? Who bears the responsibility of defective orders?
1: So I think it does come down to where... The product was damaged. So if I'm going into our local store and I buy a game that's damaged, if it was damaged after it was purchased from the manufacturer, I think that that lies on the retailer, personally. Because the transaction between the retailer and the manufacturer is separate from my transaction with the retailer. So if I go to uh, our local shop and they sell me a damaged game, that falls on the retailer if. They damaged it. So at that point, I shouldn't have to go back to the manufacturer because it's the agreement between the manufacturer and the retailer that they, once they send the product from the manufacturer to the retailer, that it's out of their hands. Now it's on the retailer to maintain that item, and if it gets damaged, that's on the retailer at that point. If it was damaged by the manufacturer and they receive a damaged product, I think then the retailer should go to the manufacturer. They shouldn't sell a damaged product knowing that it's damaged. Okay,
0: so that's pretty typical of what people were saying online in this form. They said, look, your issue is with the manufacturer because obviously the retailer ordered a product that was defective from the manufacturer. That's your issue. Now, Mm -hmm. like you had said, if it was subsequently damaged by the retailer, now you can have a claim against the retailer themselves. Right. I think that's fair. However, let's start playing devil's advocate because I think that okay. position is really only relevant as kind of like an impartial third party. Let me point out what one person said online that I kind of I kind of agree with, and okay. I think this is a good analogy. You may not think it's a good analogy. I think this is pretty good. Someone said, "I really don't understand this practice, referring to the manufa- or the retailer." you know, referencing you to the manufacturer is that I really don't understand the fact, this practice. If I buy a hamburger from McDonald's and it turns out to be rotten, they aren't going to tell me to piss off and go complain to the farmer who raised the cattle. If you are taking my money for a product, the ultimate responsibility for the quality of the product lies on you, not the supplier. It comes with the territory of taking my money. I think that's a pretty good fucking point.
1: I think that's a good point. I think it's dishonest for the retailers to sell you a product that they know is damaged. Sure. Now, let's just for, you know,
0: kind of give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's say they didn't know it was damaged. What do you
1: think? Well, I guess in that case, it's kind of a tough situation for everyone to be in. Because let's say it was damaged. It could have been in transit from the retailer to the customer's home. As they're driving home, they hit a... uh, speed bump or a pothole and it damages the game or maybe the manufacturer damaged it when they were transporting it to the retailer or the retailer damaged it while it was in the shop if you don't know it's kind of hard to say who's at fault here the only thing that you know is that there is now a damaged product so i think you need to work from that point backwards and just say if this product is damaged someone needs to Help make things right. If the customer does truly want a new um, undamaged product, if it's minor cosmetic things, maybe the customer will just say, "I'll live with it," and everything goes forward from there. But if the retailer is unwilling to work, if there's or work with the customer, if there's something uh, mechanically wrong, like pieces are missing or components are damaged and broken, then I think even if the retailer doesn't think that they should have to work with them it'll come off bad on the retailer because why would I go back to someone who's unwilling to work with me if a product is damaged
0: sure you you can talk about you know the the optics of that I'm just I'm kind of saying it's a good point in my opinion is yeah I don't care how many hands the product has changed if you are selling it to the end user, i.e., me, the customer, mm-hmm. I think there is some responsibility that comes with that. You can't just say, "Oh, somewhere along the line, whether that's the manufacturer or you know, you bought it from a wholesale." I don't even know if those exist, but you know, someone else, like a big warehouse, buys in bulk from a manufacturer mm-hmm. and then they subsequently sell it to the retailer. Can you just say, "Take it up with the people further down the line"? It has this very pass the buck feeling to it, mm-hmm. and I think it's like no you're not let off the hook just because you didn't cause it's like you're selling me a product if i the user have a quality expectation for that product and you're the one that took my money for it Mm -hmm. why would i take it up with everyone the long i think there's some truth to that now this is coming from the customer perspective Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i think that customer perspective that is a really good point and i can i'm frustrated by that i had a similar experience and ironically I, i was ordered from this same online manufacturer or the same online retailer granted there's not that many board game retailers online you know there's maybe Mm -hmm. half a dozen or so but i ordered from them and i received a product that was sealed but defective and they told me the same thing take it up with the manufacturer and that was annoying because it's like yeah i get that you didn't cause this but at the same time i got the product from you you're Mm -hmm. the only person i i Interacted with right. to get this. It's not like I've made an agreement with everyone along the line. Right. I'm getting a good product, so I find that practice very annoying. Mm-hmm. But that's from the customer perspective. Now let me shift it. If I were the on, if I were the retailer, right? right? Let's say I own a board game shop, local store, just small kind of shop, and I'm ordering directly from the manufacturer. Right. The manufacturer has given you assurances these are a okay. These are good to go. Okay. Now, let's say most of them are, but some of them aren't. And I then sell those products to my customers that walk into my shop and they want to buy whatever game. If they open it and they find that the product is defective, I would be a little annoyed as the retail owner. Mm-hmm. Hey, I didn't fucking do this. Right. I honestly, it's like, why would I be responsible for that? Because I wasn't the one that caused the issue. But that's more, I don't know, that's kind of more of a more of like a social mindset to adopt. Like, oh, socially, hey, most people would agree you're not typically responsible for something that you didn't cause. Right. So I would understand that, that reaction from the retailer. But at the same time, is there any responsibility that they bear because they're the one selling the product?
1: Well, I think it gets a lot easier to prescribe blame if we know where the product was damaged. If the retailer receives a damaged product from a manufacturer, I think the retailer has every right to be as annoyed as a customer who receives a damaged product from a retailer. Sure. So I think at that point, it should be on the retailer, though, to go back to the manufacturer and say, you gave me a defective product. What I paid for was not delivered. You gave me something that was not part of our agreement. So I think... It's a similar argument depending on where the product comes from. So if I go to a retailer and the same thing happens, then I would feel that it should be on the retailer to make amends. But if the retailer gets a damaged product from the manufacturer, similarly, the manufacturer should make the amends there. It's a little weird, uh, going back to the customer perspective, it's a little weird for the customer to have to circumvent the retailer and go right back to the manufacturer and say this product was damaged from someone that you sold it to and they sold it to me it's these degrees of separation make it really weird for saying like all right at what point should the manufacturer help and how much are they obligated to help because the manufacturer didn't sell you anything there was no the, agreement. The
0: retailer. oh the manufacturer
1: yeah the manufacturer and the uh, customer have no agreement Ooh, that's a good point okay I you
0: know what I'm gonna pull out some of the stops. Okay. I'm okay. gonna pull out the business law stops. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna get a little nerdy right now. All right. Tell I me. don't know if this I could be hawking out my ass right now.
1: Right. I'm I'm no manufacturer, I'm no retailer. Yeah, and I'm I'm also rarely not,
0: even a customer. I'm not even a lawyer in this sense, but there is something in contract law called privity. So basically, if you and I have a contract, okay, mm-hmm. and something goes awry. Right. There's a limit to who can be responsible in that contract. Mm-hmm. Mainly because if let's say that, you know, you, you know, you sell me a defect you sell me a defective product and I get hurt or something mm-hmm. and I sue you. Okay. Well, you and I had the contract. There's only a limit to who I can go after mm-hmm. to receive, you know, compensation or damages right. and stuff. So that's a really good point that you bring up. Yeah. Is there any sort of contractual relationship between the end the customer and the manufacturer because again the the sale happens between w- when the games are created right they're produced by the manufacturer right. they're sold to the retailer mm. assuming this is just that chain of distribution right. they sell it to the retailer after that that contract is done it's been it obligation has been fulfilled correct the manufacturer doesn't give a fuck who ends up buying it right but do they do they still owe something to the end user if it was defective? Because assuming all this stuff, this is also assuming we're not talking about retailers that accidentally damaged the product. Right, These right. were in production. Right. They were messed up in production. Right. Given that, I think that is where it's easy to figure out where in the process to assign blame. Right. There was blame on the manufacturer. They messed it up and it goes to the end customer. But then like you brought up, mm-hmm. okay, so what? Do the manufacturers and the customers have any sort of relationship at that point?
1: So I think if you are the retailer and you agree with the manufacturer to buy a certain number of products, Mm -hmm. the agreement in my mind is a non-damaged product. I don't think anyone would go into that transaction thinking like, oh, I can't wait for some fucking broken board games to come to my shop. So they want some fully functioning undamaged board games. When those get to the shop, And the retailer realizes these are damaged. That contract between the manufacturer and the retailer, that was not fulfilled. The retailer has every right to go back to the manufacturer at that point and say, hey, you gave me some broken products. I want uh, my money back or I want a new copy of the game, something along those lines. However, if the retailer turns around and sells those games knowing that they're damaged, the fault now falls on the retailer because the contract is between the customer and the retailer if the uh, customer does not expect to get a broken game but they receive a broken game and the retail retailer knew full well that they're selling a broken game then the contract between the manufacturer and the retailer that's done because they continue or they decided to move on with the transaction and sell it to a customer that's true so
0: Or you want to continue?
1: I I do want to bring up another point, if you don't mind. So it's easy to prescribe blame like that if there is an issue in the production of it or in the transport of it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: The one thing that I want to bring up is that I recently uh, moved up to a new city and... When I was moving, I brought some of my games with me, and in the move, one of my games was damaged. Mm -hmm. So that was after the contract between me and the retailer. Mm -hmm. That was after the contract between the retailer and the manufacturer. It was due to my own negligence that the game was damaged. I think if I were to go back to the retailer at that point and say, hey, my game is damaged. It didn't come damaged. Mm -hmm. They are not obligated to help me. Though if they did, I would be definitely greatly appreciated.
0: Yeah, that would go like above and beyond. Right. And I would not have any it would not make any sense if they right. did help
1: you. But. So similarly, if a um, retailer damages the game after receiving a fully functional game from the manufacturer, do you think that the manufacturer has any obligation to say, We'll work with you to try to get you a new copy? No. 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 Okay. So then, the you, so then they just have to eat the cost on
0: a damaged game. Well, yeah, because if they damaged it subsequent to purchasing it and it was fine, then that's the same thing as you damaging it after you bought it as, a, as an
1: end user. And the retailer has no obligation to help me? No. Have you heard of any retailers actually helping people who have damaged a game? I, it, I don't know. Ha- I haven't. Sorry. I haven't had the game for very long. It's been like a month or two.
0: No, I don't think so. That's kind of like, you know, if a little kid goes into an ice cream shop and they drop their ice cream right Mm -hmm. after buying it, it's like, all right, you might have a shop owner that feels bad and they want to just make the customer happy. You know, you're thinking, oh, long-term business, make them happy. That'd be kind of nice. But at the same time, they were not, okay, this kind of does circle back to what I wanted to, before you started up, I I do want to start it does relate. I think there, in this instance, there's a difference between blame Mm -hmm. and responsibility. Okay. So, in your scenario where you buy a game, everything's good, nothing defective, but you damage it, and it's on you. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, you're to blame for the damage. Right. But no one else is responsible to fix that. Mm -hmm. I think what this practice is with these retailers, these board game retailers, these FLGS friendly local game shops for those of you who don't know i think it's frustrating that they think oh we didn't damage the game so that you buy a game Mm -hmm. and it's defective none none of the fault is on you right you go to the retailer and tell them hey this is not what i ordered and they say oh well we didn't cause it so we're not responsible and i don't agree with that i don't the blame is on the manufacturer but there's still a responsibility from the retailer right And I think that person is true. That comes with the territory of taking my money. You take my money, you're responsible for the product that I'm ordering. I'm ordering a correct product. If you didn't cause the damage, Mm -hmm. that's tough tough shit. I don't care who caused it. You were the one that took my money. You're responsible for it. The fact that so many people... Now, there is definitely a culture in board games where there's a lot of people who want to support these local shops. Right. These online retailers, even though they're maybe considered small retail shops, I don't know. They they must be moving inventory. They're Mm. moving a hell of bricks for board games. They have they're selling so much stuff. I think people imagine going into like we have a shop in town and the owner, nice guy, you know, local little shop. I think people don't want to imagine those owners having to eat the cost. But when you really break, when when we really have this discussion, and I think it can get messy. But really. I think that the retailers are responsible. They didn't cause it, right. so they're not to blame, but it's th- they're responsible for it. And I think, just like a lot of other businesses, if you buy products or raw materials from someone else, mm-hmm. the person buying the retailer in that situation, you make sure that what you're getting is correct. Or you have something. Now, granted, these games are sealed, so it's not like you can inspect every game, but right. there should be measures in place to account for quality assurance. Like if if it isn't correct, don't just tell the end user, take it up with the manufacturer. No, you as the retailer should have a contract or have something in place between the manufacturers. So, oh, if there is an issue, I don't have to piss off my customers and tell them to go to you. Cause I'm responsible for it. I don't know. I think then, and then the person that said the thing about the hamburgers here, they got so much hate on this post and i'm like dude i actually
1: kind of see what the point it may not be the best analogy it's not apples to apples sure i know it's a
0: good point and
1: i I get the essence of what they're saying yeah
0: so i think that's sidetracked now luckily i don't think that happens very often it's not like people are ordering games and they're constantly coming defective um Mm -hmm. but you know it's it's ridiculous how much there is definitely this hatred towards big manufacturer, big board game manufacturers in general, mm. because a lot of them have adopted this policy now of, oh, we're not going to replace pieces. So that's something that will happen in the current state. Yeah. You're a manufacturer. I'm a customer. You sell it to a retailer. I buy it from that retailer. And that retailer tells me, hey, go back to Nick. He's the manufacturer. Take it up with him. They're the ones that made the, the wrong product. A lot of manufacturers now will say, no, we're not going to replace You know, a tiny little sheep meeple for you Mm. tough shit and that's kind of a practice where people are pissed about that so there's just a general hatred towards manufacturers in you know online i I can
1: empathize with that i think if there is an issue like that where they're just like hey we're not gonna help you out if something happens to your board game like with the fucking meeples or the sheeples Mm -hmm. if they're not willing to replace that i think that's awful but i don't think that absolves retailers of all responsibility i want to see local board game shops do well i want to see them succeed but i think they still have a level of integrity that they should uphold and to your point it's not like this is every time you go and get a game you're at a high risk of buying a damaged game i'm not trying to despair as retailers mm-hmm. uh i honestly the retailer that we have uh close to our house very lovely guy i love the shop and i love uh going there all the time but i still think that if i were to receive a damaged game from him mm-hmm. it shouldn't fall on the manufacturer and it shouldn't fall on me to go to the manufacturer yeah. someone who i've not interacted with before and to- not purchased from exactly so i don't do you think that the issue is that people say oh just fuck the manufacturer have them deal with it
0: i think a lot of, yes i think there is a huge component of you know you get a mom and pop board game shop, mm. and then you have these big manufacturers or publishers with deep pockets, and I think the general you know vibe is oh go after the people that can afford to right the wrong, and it's like I don't know I understand that position because yeah maybe maybe eating the cost of a forty dollar fifty dollar game is nothing to a big mm-hmm. manufacturer, but it does it would actually maybe have a bigger impact on a mom and pop, right. but still. You talk about responsibility in this situation. It doesn't matter who would have the easier time writing the wrong. It's about, mm. oh, who's responsible for this? Now, if I can bring this up, okay. someone else in this thread to kind of throw a wrench in this. All right. Someone was just playing devil's advocate. Again, kind of throwing hate towards that hamburger guy. Mm. And they said, would you hold Best Buy responsible if a computer game you bought from them had a bug? And that is fucking interesting.
1: I think... I'm trying to I'm trying to think about how exactly if we're trying to make this apples to apples, because the contract that I had with Best Buy was for the computer. Mm-hmm. They delivered on the computer. The issue that I have with what would be the equivalent of the game in this case. So th- someone replied to that and said, a game
0: bug would be the equivalent of a rules error or a misprinted card mm-hmm. in that case. And no one would expect Best Buy to to do anything with the issue. Cause that's not but they said, but that's not what's being addressed. They said if you bought a movie or I'm sorry, if you bought a computer game or movie from Best Buy upon opening the disc and found it broken or missing, ninety nine percent of customers would certainly get their issue fixed by Best Buy, not EA games or someone that's right, you know, applying it. So I don't know. I think that's interesting.
1: I don't know. I think drawing analogies like this is a little weird because you're always going to lose a little something in translation but you get it gets a little murky this is not a clean and cut issue i think it's 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 not but that's what makes me feel a little weird about saying that people's biggest issue with this is they don't like manufacturers because people would not the are sorry the arguments that people are bringing up are very in-depth and high level for their main issue to be yeah i just don't like manufacturers mm-hmm. i think a lot of these are very valid points for where they don't feel the responsibility lies with the retailer and that's the thing
0: is i don't know how that culture has come about it's very strange because this person had said and i think this is absolutely true you know in this said the um okay so imagine situations in which you purchased a coat and it had a broken zipper a gallon of milk that was spoiled before its due date a book with missing pages, a TV Mm. that won't turn out, whatever it is. They said, in normal situations, the retailer would offer the replacement or refund on the spot and then get a credit for the defective slash spoiled product from the distributor or manufacturer. That's simply how the normal chain of customer service and supply chain works. Okay. This hobby industry happens to be the exception here, not the rule. So while it's important that we let people know that this is the case, folks need to stop presenting it as otherwise. That's what's weird to me is almost every other supply chain mm-hmm. you know i buy something from you the retailer and right. it's defective you you make it right with me because right. i'm the one that bought it from you right and then you subsequently get a refund or credit from the manufacturer this bullshit where you tell me take it up with the manufacturer why, why has that become the norm in board, board games? so i literally can't think now i don't know all the back you know behind the scenes right you know supply chain for board games but that is insane to me that the business side has changed so much from normal industries Mm -hmm. to become what it is where honestly the shit rolls
1: downhill and the customers have the worst time in these situations so i definitely you bring up a good point about i didn't realize that it was different in the board game manufacturing process as opposed to any other product or service that's provided.
0: That's one person's opinion saying this is the exception. It's not like it's truly canon, this is the exception.
1: If it was though, like if there was the issue that if you go back to the retailer and they don't get a credit and they truly just eat those costs, then maybe going back to the manufacturer is the best uh, course of action. I think then the problem is that the chain of command is not similar to any other uh, industry Like, I couldn't just go and go to a Best Buy and talk to them about uh, a broken computer. I would need to go to the manufacturer of that computer. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of that in general as a business practice, but if that's how the industry is, then I think I don't see the issue with retailers at that point working with this is just how this industry specifically is.
0: Yeah, and and I think this is where, God, I I fucking hate forums sometimes because it's so easy for someone to derail the conversation into something different i think we're hashing this out right now and obviously this can't happen on you know an online forum but you get someone that starts the post and they say hey i had this issue what gives and you have a lot of other people saying this is how the industry works then you have other people saying well this is how it should work the way it is is how it should work okay and now you have two separate discussions you get some people that are trying to explain hey you know any confusion that you might have this is how the industry operates like you right. said if this is just how board game industry has come to be then you can't really blame the retailers for you know falling in line with that this right, is how it is right sure that's a discussion then you have other people that are saying well that shouldn't be how it is we're kind of discussing well how should it be and that's one right. thing okay. but then you're right if if we just want to descri- describe hey why does this happen oh it happens because this is the general practice this is the common practice right so it's not surprising that this is why it is but I'm just we're more weighing in on how it should be I think that's where it's annoying as you read these mm-hmm. things and they're you know
1: three. half four the people pages. are arguing here's a how things should be point. and here's yeah. half the people are arguing mm-hmm. here's how it is mm-hmm. so uh, I wonder if you were to go into this forum and like understand people's motives if more people would be thinking, like, you know, I would like to see it be like any other service where I go to the customer service uh, counter of the retailer where I bought something and they go to the manufacturer, but they're still arguing the fact that it's like, seeing as how it's not like that, you shouldn't put it on the mom and pop shops to return the product to them. You should go back to the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. I wonder if most people are in consensus about, hey, it should go back to the retailer then the manufacturer or if they're legitimately saying like even in an ideal world You should be going back to the manufacturer. I think
0: most people say Well, I don't know if this is where you get an issue, right. A lot of people probably say hey, this is how the industry works and that's true. This mm-hmm. is how it works then they Conflate how it is with how it should be right and they can have that same opinion They might say no, this is how it should be but you're right. I think a lot of people think oh, well, yeah, this is how it is. And, and of course, like in an ideal world, you would go to the manufacturer mm-hmm. because, and then you get to that point, you say, because why? And they go, well, you know, because this is how it is. And now you have an issue where I think one of the reasons it has become like this in the board game community is there is a big, uh, you know, a big pillar or foundation for the hobby are these small local shops like we have in our town. right? And you, I, I think the general idea is that people that are in this hobby don't want to imagine that part of the hobby going away. They want that I, they I want agree, that yeah. local, you know, support and that's important for the hobby. And sure that's a whole nother discussion. And I but-
1: think that's a whole Pillar of also the community, not just the process of getting a product. Yeah, it's not just
0: buying. It's like, oh, you would get, I mean, a lot of these places, you get to play there, you get to meet people there. So, because that's so important and integral, they automatically assume, no, 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 just pass the blame or responsibility on to the manufacturers who are more of the business side. They can eat the cost. It's easier for them to provide that type of customer service Mm -hmm. rather than these local shops. And, you know, that is an interesting mode that's an interesting reasoning to take but i think that's why it is the way it is
1: i don't know i think because do you think that it would be easier for everyone legitimately if retailers could accept the product back and get a credit from the manufacturer then i don't need to go to the manufacturer the manufacturer doesn't need to deal with each individual customer and the retailer still benefits
0: yeah i if if that was how it worked in the board games, how this person is implying it works in most other industries, right. I think that would be the best course of action. If you were to say, Frank, how would you fix this? I think it would be like that. Retailer fixes it with the customer, mm. you know, within reason. Right. You know, if you break it on your own, then that's on you. Sorry. It's rough out but here. But it's rough out here. You know, it do be like that It do be like, that, do sometimes. Be like that sometimes. <laughs> but no, I think in in general, you know, retailer makes it right with the customer, even if it wasn't their fault. Right. Because it's not. we're not saying that they broke it. It's mm-hmm. just saying you're responsible for making it right. right. Then they take it up with the manufacturer. And I think if manufacturers are reasonable too, they want the repeat business. Yeah, that's how it should work.
1: I think the fact that the board game industry is not like that, I, I think it starts to get into a little bit of the chicken, the egg situation. Like, is it like this because retailers constantly say go to the manufacturers or is it like this because the manufacturers set the standard that they're not going to compensate retailers if retailers... Um, try to return a damaged product
0: yeah i don't know who i don't know if like it's you have more buyer power in this industry or if you have more seller power like you know the manufacturers like hey there's only a handful and we make the rules so deal with it and then it's like well okay the, the retailers can't really afford to you know eat these costs so the re the manufacturers make the rules this is how it is right if that's why we have this issue then it's tricky
1: but now we're, I don't know. It's it is tricky. I definitely want to, I want the best outcome for everybody. As it stands right now, I'm certainly inconvenienced for having to go to a manufacturer every mm-hmm. time I receive a damaged product from a retailer. Mm-hmm. But is that better? Like if you were to look at everything objectively, are the manufacturers better off for not having to deal with retailers? And are the retailers better off for not having to um, eat the cost on anything? Yeah. So if it is truly better off, I definitely want what's better for everybody involved. If it is better off, then I say we might as well just keep what we're doing. But if it would be easier for everybody, even if there's one or two steps added from added to uh, retailers or added to customers, I think overall the chain of command of going back to the retail and the retailer goes back to manufacturer. I think that sounds better for everybody. And again, I'm no expert in this subject. Mm. I'm not trying to sound like I have all the answers. But from what you've presented to me and from my previous knowledge, it does sound like the way that the industry works right now is just really stifling to the retailers. And it means that the customers are going to have to inconvenience themselves to try to get any issues resolved that may be brought up.
0: No, mm-hmm. yeah. all. All interesting points, all valid perspectives. I think it's kind of a weird dilemma or conundrum that you're in. Um, luckily, I've only, had, I've only had this happen to me once where there was like truly a defective product. And I was like, oh, I need to actually handle this. Mm. Um, I don't know how frequent that is, but yeah.
1: Now, I don't want to run over. So if we have the time, I would like to get into uh, a little bit of another similar issue in the same vein of uh, responsibility and blame. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, Just real quick. Is it hot in
1: here? It's still really hot. I don't think you turned on. I don't think the air ever came off. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. yeah. He's so funny.
0: He's sweating his ass off over
1: here. It's really hot in here. It's not that bad.
0: So... What did you want to bring up?
1: I want to bring up... So, for those of you who don't know, Frank and I are brothers, and uh, we've gotten our parents into the hobby of board games as well. So, recently, our mother has purchased several board games that are out of print from uh retailers on ebay
0: yes so a lot of the games that she's looking for are games that i have or they're popular games that just aren't in print
1: anymore Mm.
0: so you can't get them from any online retailers amazon or otherwise so she's going to individual sellers on ebay
1: and i want to correct myself some are out of print some are still in print she just decided to go through ebay yeah okay continue so i just want to get your thoughts on that like would the retailer on eBay be equally as responsible? Ooh, that is a good question. Does it still follow the same, like, should I go to the retailer that they bought it from? Well,
0: okay, this is weird, though, because a lot of the games that she ordered on eBay, she they the, the boxes themselves were damaged. Now, you can obviously tell mm-hmm. that they were not packaged securely or correctly.
1: Because and- every time the damage was in a location that was not wrapped by bubble wrap properly sure and you know when you buy these on
0: on ebay they're
1: not stock photos you can
0: see oh this is a person taking a picture of the game box and it's in good shape and it looks good so then when you get it and there's a big gash on the front or when the whole front flap on the box is Mm -hmm. removed yeah obviously that happened in transit or it was a you know um a misleading picture so that's weird because then that's easily. Hey, that was the point you brought up in the beginning. Well, where was it r- damaged? In in what point? Oh, it was e- it was obviously damaged in transit. Yeah, that's the retailer's fault. If you had ordered from an, an eBay like an individual seller mm-hmm. and the product was sealed but defective, you open it up and it's like, oh, it's missing things or right. it's you know incomplete or it wasn't printed correctly. If an individual eBay seller told you told me to go to the manufacturer, I'd have a huge problem with that. I would, That's not a thing. Yeah. Like, no, dude, fucking, I ordered from you. It's not what I
1: wanted. I want a refund, or I'm returning it. I'm not saying I can keep both, but. Is that, is that just because of how eBay is? Like, I feel like I'm talking more personally with whoever is selling me the product on eBay. To me, it kind of feels like they are the manufacturer, even if they're not no they're no. definitely not okay maybe that's just me then
0: yeah I don't know I, I'd still look at them as you're a retailer whether you're an individual person selling stuff because a lot of these people are you know they, they buy games and they sell them and they try to flip the profit yeah. but you know it doesn't matter I think again that's a good example because your your like agreement or contract is between you and the person you're buying it from right and what are you buying a correct product if you don't get what you want yeah, they're not going to tell you to go take it up with someone else that was not involved at all. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's a little—it comes back to the retailer manufacturer. It's like, hey, I bought it from you, the retailer. I didn't have a contract with the
1: manufacturer. So what the hell? And you could keep going down this line if someone yeah. on eBay sells it to me, and I sell it to someone else. And at what at what point is the manufacturer so far behind where this product is that they are completely removed from the situation? In I, time. Think, I think in our three-step process of manufacturer, retailer, customer, yeah. I think that they could still be at fault depending on where things were damaged or the industry itself. Well, again, they can be at fault for the damage, but are they responsible
0: for fixing it? That's where we get into the issue. A lot of people think, "Oh, manufacturer at fault, therefore responsible." And I think the the very fact that the retailer has purchased the product and subsequently sold it to me. It the responsibility is no longer solely on the manufacturer, the person who caused the problem.
1: Well, again, like, no, it goes back to where it was damaged. Mm. Because I don't I, think so. I think it does. I think you can't say that. Oh, it was damaged when the manufacturer was getting it to the retailer, but now that's solely on the retailer. It, well, let's say it was damaged in the factory. Let's use this as an example. Okay. Damage in the factory. Obviously, right. the retailer had nothing to
0: do with that. Okay. Okay. So damage in the factory. Right. It's packaged, sealed, sold to the retailer. Everything looks from the outside okay, but then I buy it as the customer, and it's it's wrong or it's defective.
1: I see what you're saying. I see what you're Then saying. it's like, okay,
0: we can all agree that it wasn't the retailer who caused it. It was the manufacturer. They caused it in production. In the factory, it mm-hmm. was defective. But that doesn't mean that they're responsible for righting the wrong. I would argue that if we knew... Uh, wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me we're, we're going back to the original conversation and you're changing your view? Did you understand what I was asking in the first place? We just had a 40-minute conversation about this shit. <laughs> this okay. is my point. I'm saying it's Imagine it's ruined in production. It's sold to retail. Retail sells to me. I find out. Does the retailer get to say, hey, take it up with them. It wasn't our fucking
1: problem. Well, maybe I want to clarify a little bit more. Okay. If the issue can be proven to be on the manufacturer, if the manufacturer is legitimately at fault and the retailer does not know. Yes. I think I've been trying to make it clear that if the manufacturer, if the retailer knowingly sells you a damaged product i'm thinking damaged boxes oh if the retailer knowingly sells you damaged products we're having so we're chain
0: okay continue no okay
1: so i i did bring this up earlier and we can listen to the recording for the folks at home you can just rewind it um but i thought i said something along the lines of if the manufacturer is at fault and the retailer does not know and sells you the product then you should take it up with the manufacturer but the retailer should also help in that process and it's hard to prescribe who how much everyone does and who should be the most responsible
0: okay and then that's when you brought up the point that that guy wrote where he said oh in most other industries you as the customer go to the retailer, they give you a refund or they fix it, they make it right, right. and then they then, as a the retailer, go to the manufacturer to get a credit. Is right. That's what you're agreeing
1: with. That's what I'm agreeing with. Okay. okay so I, if, we're on the same yeah, page. If okay. the retailer unknowingly oh sells you a product that's damaged, it gets a lot harder to say, how do I get this fixed? Because all you're mm-hmm. left with is a damaged product. Yeah. So, But no, I think the retailer still fixes it. But if you know that the manufacturer damaged it- yes. I think, and it's harder to know that the manufacturer damaged it when it's things like broken pieces. Mm -hmm. Because who's to say that wasn't something that happened in transport? So I think if you can knowingly say that the manufacturer is at fault for the damage, the retailer did not know and sold it to a customer, the manufacturer is still at fault. And it's hard to say who should help where the retailer is now eating the cost of something that they had no knowledge of i don't think it's that hard to say you're <laughs> you're right about that point
0: they are helping with something that they don't that they had no part in but like that person said that's what comes with selling a customer a product just because you didn't make the product doesn't mean you're not responsible for r- fixing the agreement that we had hey
1: we agreed to give me a good product even if you didn't cause it i didn't you didn't ho- hold up your end of the bargain Well, now it gets into the issue of not knowing where the product was damaged really complicates this issue a lot. Because now it's hard to say, especially once you've clarified that the industry is not as uh, uniform as anything else, where you just go back to the retailer and then they go back to the manufacturer. It's not easy to just say, go back to the retailer, Retailer should handle everything. Because if you know where the damage came from... Uh The contract between the retailer and the manufacturer is still an undamaged product.
0: Yeah. And it was damaged. And it
1: was damaged but unknowingly. Why, okay, fine. But so then, I'm going to continue. Uh, Thank you. Oh, okay, go, go. go. <laughs> so then the contract between the retailer and the customer is also unfulfilled. True. So it's harder to say, just go back to the retailer, they'll fix everything. But it's also hard to say, go back to the manufacturer and they'll fix it's everything. It's definitely not hard to do the former. It's not hard to say. Hey, it's hard prescribing a hundred percent of the blame for a damaged product to someone who no, no, also no 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 no, no 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 okay tell me this
0: dude uh, the whole thing I've been saying you're not ascribing blame to the retailer
1: they didn't s- fucking causing responsibility that's okay. different though. I know okay I know it's what I'm different, pointing out and I, you're right I have been using blame and responsibility synonymously because it's not I'm pointing
0: out that look you're right if we break it down hey there was a damaged product right it's going from the manufacturer to the retailer. Right? Unbeknownst to the retailer, hey, right. now once they find out from the customer right. who tells them that is an unfulfilled contract or obligation, right. hey, retailer didn't get what they ordered because it was defective. Right. But then I also got the thing that was defective. Right. So why is it now my job to right my wrong with the person that I didn't have any agreement with? No. I bought it from the retailer. That's why I'm, I'm saying it's not hard to do. And Is I'm, it costly for the retailer? Sure. But that's why it should be in place where, hey, I don't, as the customer, have to fix it with the person that I didn't order from. I'm fixing it with the person that I ordered from. It's not my fault that it's wrong. It's not your fault that it's wrong. But hey, it's your job to fix it. That's my opinion. Okay. I think it should be the, the retailer's responsibility. But my issue...
1: and then Shut up. Go. Okay. So my issue is with prescribing responsibility saying, hey, the retailer sends a damaged product to, sorry, the manufacturer sends a damaged product to the retailer. Their contract is still unfulfilled. And it gets back into the conversation of how things should be or how things are. But how things should be, should be, yeah, you send it to the retailer. The retailer is also Compensated for the damaged product that the manufacturer gave. I think that's the most ideal solution. Agreed. However, as things are, sure, I don't feel comfortable saying, "Oh, manufacturers are absolved of all responsibility once their contract with the retailer is moved on to the customer because their contract was never fulfilled in the first place." Yeah, but then this is where I have the issue where uh, you know, and I'm going to get.
0: This is, this is where people that are first time listening, we've already been dropping profanities. But yeah, this is a fucking all the colors are fine. Okay. The customer gets fucked yeah. at the end of the day because now retailers, they wash their hands of it, say, hey, we didn't have anything to do with it. Take up a manufacturer. And yes, the manufacturer caused it. So as things are, the customer gets fucked in these situations. And that's so annoying because in any other industry, mm-hmm. you don't have that obstacle as the customer. You don't have that frustration because most of the time you go to places and even if the product was not created by the retailer the retailer fixes it and i and that's where it i understand how it is and i understand why that is but goddamn that's annoying as the customer to deal with that shit that's what i don't agree i think even as it is it'd be nice if the retailer recognized hey There should be some sort of customer service responsibility. No blame, but responsibility in this situation. It's frustrating.
1: But that's what I'm saying. It's not easy to just say it all falls on the retailer. It is easy. It all falls on the retailer. (laughs) I just did that. That is so funny. Yeah, I'm Anyway, so I I think it's hard saying like... (laughs) That was funny, actually. (laughs) It's hard saying that all responsibility now falls on the retailer because that's like saying the customer's are at fault for the damaged product too. In a certain sense, the retailers are also the customer. Fuck, you're right. Yeah, they just realized it it a little bit later. And this goes back to the eBay question. It's all coming full circle. Oh my God, he just brought up a good point. I hate when he does that. I I know. Damn it. I don't do it very often, but when I do, better watch your fucking ass. Okay, now I need to think about this. Shit. Okay. Yeah. And we probably got like five minutes left in this episode.
0: we're, We're... we're at forty-eight minutes. Right forty-eight
1: now. minutes. It's not bad. It's not bad. But, but for you know, the folks okay, at home, here's yeah. the thing.
0: Now, uh, forever, this is our first time doing this, and I feel like within the last ten minutes, we just kind of got into like a real rhythm. Banter. We really have, yeah. But that's only because we disagree at this point a little bit. Before, yeah. when we're in agreement, we were we, just kind of shooting, kinda shooting the shit. The shit. Yeah, and that's we're just we're just talking shit. Huh. So, damn it, okay.
1: We're not solving
0: the world's issues in 55 minutes. I understand. So you're saying now that because the retailer also received a defective product. Right. They didn't have the luxury of knowing it was defective. Exactly. That they are, in a sense, a customer. They shouldn't have to eat all the costs.
1: Right. Just as the customer themselves should not have to eat the cost, because then the customer really does get fucked. All due respect
0: for the people at home. Every customer. Because it's both the retail...
1: I I think as the industry stands right now, if it's truly you can't go back to the retailer and the retailer goes back to the manufacturer and everyone walks away with some money in their pocket, then it becomes a lot harder to just say what is to be done. Because what is to be done is someone in this instance has to pay the bill. Someone has to eat the cost of a damaged game. For a lot of people, I'm sure that goes back to the manufacturer and just says, the person who can foot the bill, they should do it. So they should because they can. That's the logic. I'm sure that's what some people think. Some people
0: do think that. Do you think that?
1: I think that there is some responsibility for selling people a working product. Okay. So, but some people just try to get into the finality of, well, that's good and all. I'm sure- the retailer should be responsible. I'm sure the manufacturer should be responsible. I'm still sitting here with a broken game, and I'm out the money that I spent on a game that I now can't use. Mm-hmm. So it's not as easy as just, oh, go back to the retailer, have them fix it, because my issue is with the retailer. The it, The retailer should also have some form of recourse because they received a damaged product. Oh, They definitely should have some form of recourse, but... The way it stands now mm-hmm. is
0: the end user has bears all the responsibility of, of fixing Fixing this. the problem. They got to contact the retailer. They get told by the retailer, fuck off, go to the manufacturer. Right. Then you go to the manufacturer, and if you're going up against one of the big dogs right. that doesn't want to fix the problem,
1: now you're screwed. And they say go to the retailer because they're the ones that sold you the thing. Yeah,
0: and, and that's where I think out of the three parties, in a situation where a game is defective, the end user should have the least amount of responsibility to fix it.
1: They I, have the I, would, least. I would agree
0: with that. So then it's like, okay, well then, who should have the next lease? Or then between the last two, and even as it stands, I still think that more responsibility should fall on the retailer. Because again, in most other industries, mm. you sell a product, you're taking money from a customer, you're partially, partly responsible for making sure that product is correct. You didn't cause it, we both agree on that. And we also agree that the ideal situation is that the retailer fixes it, gives the customer a refund, and then the retailer goes to the manufacturer and writes the wrong there. But it shouldn't just be like, this is how it it works in this industry, buddy. There's a new sheriff in town. Mm -hmm. You go right to the manufacturer, have a good one, and then, oh, the retailer just gets the money for my money and Mm -hmm. I didn't get my product.
1: That's fucking bullshit. But then similarly, the manufacturer, is now not incentivized to sell noticeably working products, if that makes sense. I'm trying to say a manufacturer could hypothetically sell you a product that's damaged, as long as it's not opened, and the retailer doesn't know. What incentive does the manufacturer have of making fully functioning games? Wait, you're saying what incentive if they don't have to fix it? If they don't have to fix it, if all the blame now lies on the retailer... See, this is why... And I could keep talking about this for hours, but as we said, it's probably around 50 we're minutes. Coming around, yeah, we're coming up on the... Coming up, up on, on the hour, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny to say. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, it doesn't even feel like an hour. But really. I could talk about this for an hour, but I think I'll end my thoughts with this line, that as the industry stands now, as you have presented and has, and as other people in your research have presented as it stands now there's no clean way for everyone to walk away feeling satisfied mm-hmm. i feel like if it was like another industry like um if i were to go to jc or goodwill i feel like at that point it
0: was an interesting choice of, i yeah it yeah. was it I was just I don't, was goodwill, I don't think goodwill i don't think Goodwill works to come up with those examples. i keep thinking
1: food but if you were okay. to go to any of these other any industries recals. yeah In that instance, everyone is able to walk away a little bit happier than if one person gets to keep the money, one person now has a broken fucking game, and one person is not dealt any of the responsibility. I think in that instance, some people are maybe more happy than they would have been if it was just a chain of command, but most people are just worse off without having these uh, channels of recourse that are present in other industries. Okay. Okay. And that's under the assumption that these people are right about how the industry works. Sure. I, I still don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not taking. I'm not they trying say to sound like I'm a board game gospel. industry expert. But
0: okay, so yeah, I get what you're saying, and I think there's truth to that. I'll end my final point. I just think that as it stands, if you have a manufacturer that really doesn't budge, okay, then manufacturer gets their money from the retailer by selling a game. It happens to be a defective game the retailer gets the money from the customer and the customer doesn't get a working game. And in that situation, two people get what they want or two of the parties get what they want and the end customer gets none of what they want and they're out the money. So even as it stands, I don't know why the board game hobby thinks that they should have this unique kind of status or this unique process whereby, oh, the customer, yeah, take it up with the manufacturer. No, I think as it stands, to to remedy some of this the the retailer should eat should not eat the cost but they should fix the wrong right the wrong with the customer and i think that the retailers have more power with the manufacturer than an individual customer does that would probably be easier again that might be an ideal situation i'm just saying i think that there should be less of oh two people get away with it and one person gets nothing there should be less of that
1: i I think we're in agreement on that we are kind of in agreement on that so That was, that was
0: a fun little th- first
1: episode thank you all for joining us on this little board game journey
0: This a little powwow that we had with each other so um yeah we we had our final thoughts that's kind of typically how those go i think we kind of got into a rhythm or pace like towards the yeah. end hopefully we'll kind of start with we'll that.
1: try to refine this we'll have some sexier topics too this right, is the first right. one i just
0: kind of wanted to warm everyone up but i just
1: want to get this out the way everyone yeah. knows now This is kind of how it works. Yeah. You
0: know, this is the format. We're just kind of talking back and forth. You know, this is a kind of a raw delivery. So this is how it's going to be. But um, yeah, we plan on doing episodes every week to every week to start. And then we might switch it to every two weeks biweekly, as they say. Um, We'll try to do that. And then just Nick will be presenting me a topic next week. So stay tuned. So stay tuned. I don't (laughs) know. He always has some fun. He has some thought provoking shit. So
1: I'm excited about that. Hopefully a little bit lighter than...
0: Yeah, this was kind of like... This was like nitty Yeah, this was a weird one this to start off with. This wasn't like just, with. oh, our opinions. Like we had yeah. to kind of go through a lot of stuff. But I don't know. I mean, I did enough research on the on the forum. I thought it was an interesting right, topic. Right. I, I bet, you know, anyone that listens... I don't know. I, I, I'm i sure this is a like common enough problem where even if it's not happened to you, it's relatable. And I think it's something that is interesting to think about. Right. Something about the hobby. Now, this was more like hobby this is more industry specific
1: rather than like playing i mean it's not about playing a game but um we'll try to cover the full gambit of any question that could be brought up so so,
0: hot like collecting industry practices um specific game game mechanics mechanics reviews anything like that so we'll kind of hit on all of it so
1: stay tuned more good shit to come
0: we are kind of in the works of creating some social media pages so
1: are we gonna get a patreon
0: (laughs) we're not getting a (laughs) patreon at least not until we get huge yeah. but um yeah so Ow. we'll keep everyone posted with the social medias and
1: thank you all for tuning in to just talking chit you're you're